Hey babe, welcome to the She Factor Podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganahl, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor Podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. So a couple things uh, just to go off of your story. I mean, did you always know that you were going to be an entrepreneur? Like, was that something that you knew from right away or something that kind of came with time? (laughs) No, I had no idea. I was just that kid that drove everybody nuts with all the different ideas and constantly wanting to try different things and just uh, experiment. I was, I, of course, always had the urge to do a pet sitting business along the way. I think I walked all the neighborhood dogs, but um, I don't know that I had this idea in my head that I was going to be an entrepreneur or actually go out and um, build a big business. That wasn't in my plan. And I want to talk a little bit more too about your pharmaceutical sale adventure as well, because I think this is what really resonated with me and with She Factor is that journey. And I think that it will resonate with a lot of other young women too, but that, you know, really great job that pays a lot of money that gets you your start in your career. But I mean, I know you, but I think you'll say this, like you weren't passionate about pharmaceutical sales or what you were selling. I know you refer to it as the golden handcuffs. So can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of how that ties into She Factor as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of the problem is, first of all, we all think we've got to get it right on the first shot out of college. Like we've got to get just the right job that we're going to stay in forever and build our career and never navigate off of that. And that's kind of how I felt. But I went into advertising first. I got out of school. I always wanted to be an advertising account executive. And I did that as an intern throughout high school. My aunt, aunt Kathy and Uncle David had an agency, which I, I just fell in love with that idea. Went out to California, did it for a couple of years. Wasn't making very good money. They don't pay well for junior account execs and not enough to live in Southern California. And then came back to Colorado and got into pharmaceutical sales because there wasn't a lot of... uh, The advertising industry wasn't big here. So there weren't many jobs. And it was a great job. I mean, you didn't have to work long hours. You had very prescribed, you know, calls that you were supposed to make every day. And when you did them, you were done and you got to golf and hang out with the doctors and do lots of fun stuff. It was um, a really good life, you could say. And yet I was totally unfulfilled and I wasn't passionate about it. And I, I started not doing a good job. I was like, wait a minute, like I've always been such a dynamo and a perfectionist about doing a great job at whatever I'm doing. And I just recognized that I wasn't meeting my ex, my own expectations. So right before the plane crash, I actually got laid off from the company I was working for, the big pharmaceutical company. It was back in the early nineties when they were messing with healthcare, just like they are now and trying to figure it out. So we would get hired and then laid off and then hired again and then laid off. So it wasn't, you know, horribly shocking that I had gotten laid off. I knew I'd land another job. But two days after Brian died, I was supposed to go to California to interview for a big consulting job in the healthcare industry. And we would have moved to California and I would have uh, stayed in that career forever, probably. So the whole dynamic and what shifted was pretty crazy. But I think that's so common amongst young women is especially, I mean, you look at what happened to me, you know, you panic about not 
knowing what you're going to do and not being able to, because people do think like, oh, you've got one shot. And in reality, I mean, sometimes it does end up that way because you end up in a job. And even if you're not passionate about it, it ends up being a good job and a job becomes a job instead of you know, something that you get out of bed for every day. So we get me a job after college, I finally get to that point. But then I get a job that, you know, I'm not entirely passionate about as well. I mean, great company, great pay, wonderful people. But I was feeling the same way of like, what am I doing? And do I see myself doing this for the next 10 years? And am I really passionate about it? So I think that part of the story really resonates with why we started She Factor 2. Because, you know, we didn't really start taking off until I was in that part of my life as well being like, I'm working, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week and have no time to spend with my boyfriend or, you know, working out or eating healthy or going to church or anything. And I think that's when I came to you again, it was like, I don't know how to do all this. So I think that's also a really important part of She Factor and what we're doing is like, how do you find your passion? What makes you get out of bed every day? And, you know, how do you find this holistic balance to your life? Because when you're doing something you love, it comes easy. Yeah, I agree. And it's not work anymore. It's your passion. And man, I, I worked so hard building Camp Owl over the years. I, it never occurred to me that it was six in the morning or 10 at night, or you're working on holidays because it's such a, a crazy hours with the, the kennel industry. It was just because I loved the animals. I loved my business and I wanted to do a good job. And it was just my passion. Yeah, it's funny. Like Tony, my boyfriend, he'll say to me now, you actually work a lot more than you did before, but you don't seem as stressed or it's like a different type of stress. I'm like, yeah, because I actually enjoy working. I like what I'm doing. I like what my mission and my passion is. So it's kind of like getting out of those golden handcuffs. You don't think that you can make that jump. Like it took me how many months to decide that I was going to move on from my last job. I mean, it really at the end of things took me a year to make that decision after realizing that I was pretty miserable. And then now knowing what's on the other side, I would have made that jump in five seconds. <laughs> well, and I, I think, you know, feeling that fear and doing it anyway, that's a big theme for She Factor. It's like, you know, if you fail, what's the issue? If you go to a different job, you know, we, we live in a great economy right now. There's lots of opportunity. As women these days, we have more opportunity than we ever have before. So, if you're going to take a risk, now's the time to do it. And when you're young too, you have, it's more forgiving. If you make a mistake, you don't have to worry about having children and a house mortgage payment necessarily, et cetera. If you do, you can rebound much quicker. And I, I mean, I feel like I talk about this every podcast, but your twenties are so important to the rest of your life. I mean, the decisions you make, you know, really can define the rest of your life in those decisions. So how do you make the right decisions and make sure that you're doing something that will set you up for success the rest of your life? I mean, there's a lot of pressure. Yes, I agree. And I hope that what young women will take from the She Factor platform when they engage with it is that, you know what, life is playful. It's fun. It's It doesn't have to be so serious. And you don't have to um, worry about making missteps as much because you've got this great community of women now around you to help you and lift you back up when you do make a misstep. But we're also here to encourage you to take risks and try different things and get out of your box and honor who you really are with your silhouette and surround yourself with good people through your SIL Team 6 and play your game and up your she factor and it all works together. Yeah, which is my favorite part. I think just like finding that holistic balance and surrounding yourself self with people that are like-minded and growth-oriented because let's talk about that for a second. Like 
surrounding yourself with people that are negative energy that don't do anything for you in your life. And that can really bring you down into a dark hole too. So why was that aspect of she factor so important to you? Well, because it does matter who you surround yourself with and energy, that energy is real. And if you surround yourself with other women who are growth oriented, who are excited about life, who are happy warriors, who, you know, want to go out and change the world, it's infectious. And you tap into that within yourself. And it's fun. It's fun to be around people like that. I always say, I think that moment that I vision coming for She Factor and like the moment we're going to, we're going to be like, wow, this is this is it, is our first summit where we look around and how amazing and powerful is it to have so many incredible women in one room? I mean, like you can literally change the world with that power and that energy. And it's just so invigorating and exciting and inspiring. And I think that moment is just going to be like the tell all moment of like, this is all of the hard work that's come to this moment of all these amazing women in one room. Yeah, I think that's what keeps me energized about it. From the launch party where we had, you know, several hundred women just excited and pumped up about what we were going to do to every city that we go visit, we meet amazing, amazing girls that are out there to change the world that want the help. They are asking for the help. They're asking for the support. And we just have to figure out how to work together to support each other and and what tools and tactics are going to get us across the finish line. I certainly don't think we have all the answers, but we're going to have a lot of fun figuring it out. Let's talk a little bit more about the book tour and the launches across the country. I know that obviously we've gotten to do this together, which has been so fun. It's been my mom and Amy, our other employee, um, and I all traveling the country and meeting all of you guys in person, which has been incredible. But we also usually make time to do some exploring and fun things while we're traveling. So what's been your favorite thing that you've gotten to do so far from all of our She Factor travels? (laughs) I think you know, but it was going to Graceland when we went to Memphis. That was so awesome. That was it. Yeah, I think that was my favorite moment. I think Amy and I would both argue that with the Cubs game. The Cubs game was awesome. Oh my gosh, yes. Being up in the uh, the owner suite with Sylvie Legere was incredible. And what a great group of women that was in Chicago. That was a wonderful night. You're right. There were so many good moments. The tour around Texas was fabulous. We had so much fun. And all the women at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, that was super energizing. I mean, you have a thousand young women that want to go out and change things for the better. So it's just been a wonderful summer, a wonderful experience. And I can't wait to see what's ahead. So what is your vision for the future of She Factor? Where do you see it going in the next five years? And what is your hope for for the next steps? Well, because I'm an entrepreneur that it's all about the metrics and measuring our success. um, I, I think our goal is to reach 1 million young women in the first year and ramp that up to 5 million by year five. And it's not just a number to me, it's a movement. It's making an impact on a much larger level and really building this network of women who support each other, who are growth oriented, who can connect through our social media or our squads or the daily she email or the podcast. Um, there's just so many ways to interact and it's, it's just been fun and creative. And I hope we keep that spirit about us as we move forward and go out and change the world. Love it. Do you feel like that made a difference for you and your journey as an entrepreneur is like having those goals in mind and, you know, manifesting those into the world? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why the, it was so important for me to create the app to go with the book, because as much as I love writing and giving advice to um, younger women about how I navigated things and how I do things differently, if I don't give you guys the tools to actually do it yourself, then you know it's, it's not much help. And it'll be another book on your bookshelf that you'll forget within a few months. So by using the app and actually setting goals, learning what your silhouette is, and holding yourself accountable and scoring yourself every week and then talking about those goals with women at your squad meetings, hopefully it's a whole different way to change your habits and change the way you look at things and really help you focus, set goals and achieve those goals. Whereas before, you know, I don't know that that would have happened. And that's a common theme when I'm talking to really successful women is they hold themselves accountable, like one, like just between themselves, like me and I, I have to hold myself accountable. It's great to surround yourself with wonderful other women and men who will do that as well. But it ultimately comes down to you and your, your own personal responsibility to achieve success. Looking back on your journey as an entrepreneur, what's one thing that you've learned and taken with you along the whole process? Um, I love the book, The Four Agreements. Um, That's resonated with me the whole journey. One is your word is impeccable. The words that you use, whether it's conversing with someone or doing a media interview or yelling at someone or, you know, being kind to someone, it really creates who you are and crafts who you are to, to the outside world. Honoring your word, I think is one of the most important things you can do, whether it's a promise to yourself, promise to your loved ones, a promise to the universe that I'm going to go out and do this. That's really important. The other thing is the golden rule, treat others as you would want to be treated. I think that eliminates half the problems uh, with relationships and teams and, and coworkers is if you keep that in mind and always have that at the, the front of your, uh, you know, your interactions with people. And then finally, don't take things personally. You know, do your best to understand that when people say something that hurts your feelings or something happens in the world that hurts you, it's usually not intentional by the other person or party. It's usually just incidental or coincidence that it's something that happened that hurt you or it was coming from a place of hurt for them. So if you can not take things personally, make sure your word is impeccable and live by the golden rule, you're probably going to do okay in life. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that I love the four agreements too, because it breaks it down into four simple things. Like you don't have to remember this long list of to do's every day. It's four simple things that we're told our whole life. I remember growing up, you always told me like, stop saying sorry. Like I was, I was the kid that like said sorry for looking at someone the wrong way. And you saying, you know, it's not going to mean anything if you keep saying it. So even something as simple as that is, you know, mean everything you say and stick to it and know that your words have an impact is so important. Yeah, I think that's so true. And um, there's one other theme in that book that's uh, don't assume anything. You know, always ask for clarifications. Always ask people if you don't know exactly what they mean to explain or say it differently so that you can be really clear during conversations. And I think that's an important communication skill, especially when you're, you know, in the fast paced startup of a new business or a new job or a new relationship, just getting really clear and not assuming that you understand what the other person is saying. So let's talk a little bit more about your specific journey to she. So we already talked about your silhouette. You're a dreamer. What are your top five spheres at this moment? Goodness, I don't have it right in front of me, but I can probably tell you. Um, Fuel, like taking better care of myself, eating better, working out, sleeping more. And then 
finance. I'm being very careful about my finances right now because I'm investing a lot into the startup. Um, but also we just moved into a new house, which seems to be the money pit. And, uh, so those two things are pretty important. Note to everyone, don't get a house with a pool. (laughs) (laughs) It is my nemesis. Yes. Um, if Jill's listening, she'll, she'll be laughing, but, uh, yeah, it's been quite a summer starting a company, moving. But I think that um, the other thing that's been important for me right now is faith. I just, we lost a dear friend uh, a week ago, my best friend's husband. And a few months before that, we lost another great young person, Kyle 40. And it just rocks you to the core and makes you realize how important your faith is. And you know, no matter what you believe, you've got to root yourself in something bigger that's true to you. And if everything doesn't stem from that, you know, you lose a lot of meaning in life. And uh, it's been it's been a rough year that way. It's been very emotional. So I think those are my three top. And then what are some of your goals specifically? I know you kind of touched on this within each one, but maybe like one or two specific goals that you have set within those spheres that you can share. Well, I think uh, most of my goals right now are around She Factor and achieving certain milestones. Um, certainly the podcast launch is one. Launching the live squads ne- over the next couple months is another. And really continuing to make an impact and following our plan and staying very true to our plan and our vision for what She Factor is and not getting knocked off of that. So, you know, obviously She Factor is targeted towards younger women, but how does that apply to maybe women who don't feel like they're in that age bracket? You know, how can women be a part of She Factor or or give back or even just be involved or utilize what we have in She Factor to uh, make a difference in their own lives? Oh my goodness. I'm so glad you asked that because I get asked by women of all ages, oh my gosh, I'd love to get involved. Is it really just for young women that are just graduating from college? And the book is definitely geared towards that. It's towards young women that are just launching their lives. But every um, more experienced woman that's read the book has has just giggled and resonated with all the stories and the shoulda, wouldas and and the fun um, lookbacks. And so I think it's a lot of fun for them to read and think about their own stories and what they would have done differently or what advice they would give. And then the entree there is to be part of our champion circle, which is a group of women in each city and then nationally that are available to do podcast interviews, to come speak at events, to mentor young women, to um, really spread the message and help us build this community. You can be any age to be in the champion circle. But also the app is something that every woman can use. Every woman can determine what their silhouette is. The guys can too, if they want to hop on, you know, we'll certainly look at doing heat factor down the road, but right now, you know, I think it's a special moment in time. And uh, I really want to make this about taking advantage of that special moment in time to elevate women as much as we can and create discussion around that. And to finish it off, I really want to talk about just like the future of She Factor and where we're headed. What are you most excited about for the future of She Factor? I think it's just being around all these amazing women. Like every time we travel and we have an event, it's so fun meeting different women from all over the country, different ages, different backgrounds. It's just been fantastic. And I can imagine that the bigger we grow, the more exciting it'll be for all the women involved to meet other women from across the country, across the world of all different kinds of background and share stories and share successes and strategize on how to really go out and create the life that they love. 
And lastly, I know this is a loaded question, but obviously we're super excited about everything going on with Sheet Factor. I feel like we're kind of in our stride right now. We're getting it all worked out, um, tying up loose ends. But what would be like your number one advice to every woman out there? Like if they could take one thing away from Sheet Factor, whether it be the book, the app, the live events, the podcast, the blog, like what do you want that one thing for them to take away to be? Like I said, it's a special moment in time for women. It's a chance for us to really appreciate all the opportunity we have that women before us have, and men have fought so hard for us to have. And never in the history of the world have women had so much opportunity and the chance to go out and do exactly what they want and what they love and um, to make a difference in the world. And I really think we need all of our voices speaking up getting involved, getting engaged. And this is a way to surround yourself with other women that want to do the same thing. So I think that's the most important thing about She Factor going forward. And as far as what can individual women do is, of course, sign up to be part of She Factor and read the book and download the app and come to a squad meeting. But also just ask yourself, what does that look like to create a life that I love? What am I passionate about? How do I want to spend my days? And how do I want to make an impact on the world? I think that's so important to talk about too, because I feel like the number one thing that we've come, maybe not the number one thing, but one of the major things we've come across during this tour is how women aren't supporting each other internally, like within their companies, within their friend groups, within their communities, you know, women break each other down quite a bit more than you think they do. You know, you can have your close, close squad, but you know, when it comes down to it, we are really competitive in nature. And I think that's the awesome thing about She Factor is, yes, we are competitive and, you know, we can make it a game, but how do we support each other in that movement instead of breaking each other down and pointing fingers and having that jealousy aspect? Like, how can we move forward and be more positive and growth oriented and help each other do that, not just our own selves, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's been a little bit of a surprise to hear that theme everywhere we go that, um, Sometimes it's, you know, we're not supportive of each other. Sometimes we're more competitive than we think we should be. And I think that comes from a place of scarcity when we really need to shift that and come from a place of abundance. There are plenty of spots in this world for everyone to succeed and everyone to create wealth and everyone to create opportunity and take advantage of opportunity out there. And if we can really home in on what our sweet spot is, what we want to do, what we're passionate about, where we want to go, you know, I bet that we all want to go in a little bit of a different direction. And there's plenty of space for all of us to do that and share our successes and share our joys. So I hope that by building relationship and getting to know one another better and getting to know what our likes, what our dislikes, how we need support, how we don't want support, that those walls will break down. I truly believe that'll happen. I had the joy of hanging out with 14 women leaders from around the Middle East and Africa yesterday. And it was a life-changing experience. I spent a couple hours with them. And the difference in what their lives are really like and what the media and we have as a perception in our heads is so dramatically different. And same for us, like how we live our lives, how the issues, the problems we face was shocking to them how different it was in reality than what it is in the media and portrayed on TV and in, in entertainment. So the minute we start talking and building friendships and breaking down those stereotypes and those walls, by the end of the meeting, we were doing selfies together, having a great time, inviting each other to, you know, they invited me to come to Iraq and speak. It was amazing. And we're all going to stay in touch 
They all wanted the book. They wanted to understand how we're bringing women together over here. And so it was an incredible conversation. I think the reason I tell that story is because we broke down some walls, some stereotypes, and we had a very frank discussion about how we can become friends and get along and change the world together rather than in our silos. I think that's a great way to end it because, I mean, the world is going to be so powerful once we all come together and start those friendships and those conversations. And I think that's what She Factor is all about. So I know I speak for everyone here at She Factor saying we absolutely love everything that you've done and we're so thankful and just so grateful to have you as a leader. And we all are so excited about what's to come and see where it all goes. So thank you so much for everything you do and for being a wonderful mom and for having me on this journey. And um, if you want to get to know Heidi a little bit better, we're going to have a a little bit more of a fun episode as well, where she answers just some fun, lighthearted questions too. So keep an eye out for that. And thank you, mom, for, for being on. And She Factor is really all about you and Amy and Abby and the whole team and every girl that wants to get involved. It's a, it's a movement created by all of you. And I'm just putting the guardrails there and helping, you know, make sure that everybody is on track to be successful and have a great experience. So thank you for having me on. And thanks for asking all the right questions, Tori. I try my best. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have some fun over the next few months. Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheefactor.com keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily she email still want more subscribe on our app for access to live events near you special offers from our brand partners and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life thanks for listening and see you next week